morning. This is my pre-ump day face. It's Tuesday. Angela and I are here to talk about positivity, give you a bit of support, have a bit of a laugh. I'm not sure if this is a good way to start, though. Morning, everybody. Good morning, <laughs> We were last Crips and Clark and we've taken over, yeah, the lunatics have taken over the asylum. We locked Alex in a cupboard. We said, you need a day off. Go away. Yes. <laughs> we're taking over. So what are we going to talk about, Alan? Well, do you know what? You, you, well, I only found out about this yesterday. This is the wonderful thing about working in the gym. You have to be flexible. You have to be proactive and sometimes bloody reactive. Because it was like, oh, by the way, we're doing the stand-up in the morning. And this was about, I don't know, quarter to seven or something last night. And I went, are we? I've got a garden to water. Um, and I said, well, what do you want to cover, Angela? She said, oh, you know, positivity, uh, support, laughter, and that sort of thing. So I thought, well, positivity is actually quite a good thing. Uh, I've um, Angela reminded me of Hung Lee this morning because I wanted to talk about um, positive brain food. Brain food, yeah. So Hung, Hung Lee has his uh, newsletter that comes out every week. You can join up for free and you get uh, all the information about what's good in the recruitment industry and what's going on. So yeah. shout out to Hung there. Yeah, and, and I think also the, the bigger picture, because look, I mean, look, we've all got something in common right now and it's worldwide. But I think there's a lot of negative brain food out there and that's, you know, poor press or poor, um, poor uh, press relationships poor questioning techniques there's there's things like um headlines sensationalism lots of negativity we only have to look at what's going on in america right now and and i think if you surround yourself with a negative people negative thoughts negative news well guess where you're going to end up so i think the whole idea behind positive brain food is is read stuff that is educational that's inspiring talk to people that are educational inspiring fun interesting and hopefully we're not losing anybody at this point but i think you know when when you surround yourself with positive people you can't but help be positive i mean angela is probably one of my sort of best advocates because i might say something stupid and she very kindly laughs which which is nice because you do, you do really laugh when you say stuff that's stupid but you do you've got some good jokes as well so uh we, we do the start the weekend with the last crypton clark at 4 15 so that's our weekly podcast as they say uh webinar and yeah. certainly finding something that's positive to talk about with everything else that's going on is what we're all about really because yeah, yeah there's not there's enough negativity let's bring some uh, light-heartedness to what we do recruitment yeah. is one of the best jobs in the world yeah and i think also is not to just take for example one person might say one thing to you and it's a statement or they might ask you a question and you take it the wrong way and we get it now with the press you know you see a headline i, I said to angela this morning i said i saw another death table yesterday you know why why is there this obsession about comparing deaths in in countries and i said to angela it reminded us of something we used to cover back in the blue arrow days about surface level information you know, yes, they tell you the deaths, but do they tell you the age, the underlying health conditions, the demographics, the geography, the climate, were they asthmatic, were they obese, they don't tell you about the ethnicity. So there's all these things that we don't know about. So therefore, how can we make informed decisions? And and this reminded us, I mean, do you want to talk about the iceberg? 
Yeah, I was, I was looking last week. I'm sure a lot of you have seen the, the graphic of the iceberg and how people's behaviours uh, are impacted. I was looking at sort of stimulus response. So someone says something, so like that, a death table, you automatically have a response to that. And it's probably not going to be a positive one. So therefore, thinking about that iceberg, it's what else is underlying? What is underneath the surface that actually gives you that response on the top? And we've all got experiences in our lives. We've all got backgrounds. People don't know what's go going on in people's lives. So when you ask a question of someone and you get one answer, and if you just take that for red, you're not getting all of the information, are you? You're not understanding what's happening. And that's what we wanted to give you as, as your takeaway today and to focus on, well, let's make sure that we start to really dive down, literally dive down under the iceberg and see how big is it down there? What else is going on? What's happening below the surface? So we're not just doing those surface levels. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What you got? Well, did you say we were playing innuendo bingo today? <laughs> I you did know, say that. Anything. I didn't know if you were talking to me then when you said, how big is it down there? And I'm not so sure about that. So, um, <laughs> I thought so, we'd get through it. It was only going to be 10, 15 minutes. So we never got there. <laughs> so the thing is with the surface level information, and I suspect everyone watching this, if you're still here, um, you've probably had a scenario with a client or a candidate or a colleague where you've said, but you never told me that or well I, I didn't know that and you know how many times and I use the example of a CV for example um, uh, you see a CV and it looks absolutely brilliant almost too good and then you interview the candidate and they're rubbish or the other way around you see a rubbish CV you interview the candidate and their CV has really let them down and they're absolutely brilliant so for us, it's about don't rely upon surface level information. Don't rely upon what's on the CV and certainly don't rely upon what's written on the job spec. I was just about to come in with that because think about it. Surface level information, when you get a job description and person specification from your client, well, first and foremost, are you likely to get the both? You're meant to get both. Um, if you do the REC qualification, mm -hmm. you've got 21 different elements within the job description of the person specification that you need to find out the information. Hello, 21 different things that you need to know about that job. Um, and that's without knowing about the company. So mm. that piece of paper that you get that's like half a page, that's the job description, and this is what we want them to do. And then your first questions diving down should be, when was this last updated? <laughs> because the likelihood is, even if it was this year is probably out of date already as to how they want things to work because it's not going to work the same way certainly not for this year and people are getting jobs on so another bit of positivity there um i saw that talking about the rec that neil carberry put this week that they are seeing quite a bit of movement we talked about green shoots and the winds of change on friday june is going to be our month i think guys we need to be ready for it so let's not just do basic questioning um, right. and missing out on all the opportunities how do you spot a recruiter that is actually working on surface level information? Well, a lot of the time it's by the frenetic activity, but it's also about their KPIs because, because they're working above the line. They think they have a good understanding of the job specs. What do they do? They whack across some poorly qualified candidate profiles or CVs. And as quick as they go that way to the client, they come back just as quick. But what they don't get is they don't get any detailed feedback. You know, they don't say, the client just says, no, 
you know, can you send us some more? So what do we do? We send them some more. So there's lots of, you know, there's lots happening above the surface, but you're not going anywhere. It's almost like you're busy fools. Yeah, yeah, we use that term a lot. And I can't believe that you use KPI before me. Oh my God. That is a first. Well, Sarah, Sarah's, Sarah's done her target. Look, look, she's got two new goals on yesterday. Well done, Sarah. Fantastic. That's vanilla recruitment, isn't it? Well done, Sarah. See, you're on here every day, Sarah. We called you out the other the other on Friday, I think it was, and uh, therefore we know it works. Uh, you, you, you guys have been working hard. So good luck with those two roles. But now question yourself. How many questions did you ask the client? How much information did you get? For me... If you don't know the client, you're looking at a half hour to mm. actually really understand that role, that company, the team, who they're going to be working with, what the opportunities are for the future, where the progression is, the remuneration. Numeration, I always spell that, say that wrong. Because um, it's the N and the M and around the other way. You think it's going to be like numbers. It's like package. Package is easier. Yes, package. <laughs> don't go back there. We're not going back to packages. Right. Um, I lost my train of thought now. But anyway, so then you've got to think about, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this now, um, the person specification. So who's the right person for the job? Let's get it right, guys. Let's not put people into the wrong jobs. It's not the time to be messing around and people not staying. Now, unfortunately, for the person specification, this is Dr. Alec Rogers from the 1930s. Do you remember this, Alan? Um, with... Spagdick. 1930s. What are you trying to say? Why did you say 1930s and then say, Do you remember this, Alan? <laughs> well, this is the only way I can remember. This is his um qualification for, for a person. So the language is a little bit 1930s, but it still relates today. But the mnemonic to remember it, the only thing I can remember is spagdick. So we're back to that again. So special aptitudes, have they got an aptitude? So that could be to language, that could be dexterity. Um, P, physical appearance. In some jobs, it is relevant and you're not being discriminatory. Uh, obviously, there's not a lot of those. Uh, a, attainments. So this is their experience, their education, uh, what they've actually gained in life. G, general intelligence. We don't all have it. Uh, D, disposition. So that's personality. So are they going to fit in with the team, the culture? Is it going to work if they've got the right values? I interests. I actually made a placement once because my lady was a, um, a horse rider, a horse jumper, and so was the client. I made sure that came out in the interview, and, and she couldn't decide between two, and she ended up going with my lady. I think it was the horse jumping. And then C, the final bit of the spag dick, so it's a C, um, is circumstances. So what's their circumstances, their location, their availability, their hours, working from home? I did an interview yesterday and uh, the lady didn't have a laptop and it was difficult at times. <laughs> so again, if, if you're a company that's expecting people to work from home, then please do give them the tools to be able to do the job. I think that's really important. Anyway, so there we go. So go back, Sarah, if you haven't got all of that information about the perfect person, uh, there you go, standing. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. And I, it's not quite something that's going to be rolling off my tongue all, all that easy. Well, that's yeah. Eight years ago, I used to train that when I used to do the, the legal side and the uh, RSE qualification for people. So I can't believe. But there you go. There's, there's the power of a mnemonic that yeah. that came straight back to me. And I also think that, you know, rather than just us launching into these questions and going and delving deeper and just expecting the clients to give us the time and the candidates to give us the time, we might need to take a step back and just explain to them why it's important for us, more importantly, why it's important for them 
to have for us to have all the information you know because look you know client i can fill your inbox you know i can pepper your inbox with poor quality tvs all day long and i'm sure you don't want that so the better i understand the role the better i can represent you in the marketplace the better i can qualify the candidates on your behalf and make those relevant introductions and similarly with the candidate you know let me represent you well as best as i possibly can to increase your chances of securing an interview and an offer and the only way i can do that is if i know you if i know you well enough you know it's a bit like um, a vacuum salesperson knocking at your door and they say oh look i've got this vacuum cleaner here do you want to buy it and i say well how long is the hose you know it's quite long i said well what's the suction power oh about about that Okay, what color does it come in? So now I've only got a purple one. The thing is, if you don't know your product, you know, how can you actually promote it? How can you get people to buy it? I'm not saying our candidates and clients are products, but there you go. <laughs> now, I talked about there being 21 elements of the uh, job description and person specification, but I mean, I could nearly do it on my hands and my feet, but I'm not going to. So I'm going to reduce it down to five. So if you had five key elements of a job that were the, were the, the musts, let's say, rather than the desirables, you need all of those. If you've only asked surface level questioning and you've only got those two and you've interviewed your candidate and they've got five musts and needs as well, but actually you've only found out those three, then all of a sudden you've got a total mismatch yeah. because you're thinking that's right, you're thinking that's right and you're missing all of it. Get all five from both of them and it's more than five guys. Now you can make your match now that you've actually got exactly the right amount of people and you know it's going to be right they're not going to come back to you going no wrong wrong send another i've got a confession to make angela how long have we known one another 23 years i've just seen something on angela i've never ever seen before guess what okay. it is no nails oh my god yes <laughs> the first time i've seen you naked that is just incredible <laughs> I've actually been leaving my nails, so I, I do have my own nails. Because who was it on here as well? As someone that we we we've always I've bit my nails since I was ten. So yes, from the age of twenty four. So therefore, yeah, what's that? That is twenty seven years. I've always had nails on, and sometimes they're mine and they're gels, and they manage to grow. And sometimes they're not. Ladies, ladies that are on here are going. I know exactly what you're talking about. The men are like, what? Well, I tell you, I tell you, here's the cheesy link because Alex asked me about cheesy links when we did our little bit last week in the recruiting gym. But this is the first time I've seen below the surface. In other words, seen below the surface of a shellax. Um, <laughs> right. Sum it up, then we're coming up to our 15 minutes. What's going to be the key thing for people to take away today that they can utilise? Uh, don't accept the first answer as the answer. Always delve deeper. Uh, I mean, Angela's given you a, a mnemonic already, but SEP specifically, exactly, precisely. What specifically do you mean by that? What exactly? How exactly did you go about achieving that? The more detail you have, the more likely it is that you're going to find those really good matches for your clients and for your candidates. So let's give them quick wins on their open questions then tell me explain describe precisely yeah. exactly specifically get those into your questions and that's gonna help if you want some more help on this Alan what can they do well at one o'clock today 
bring some lunch along uh, and come and watch me do a webinar all about questioning techniques on a client meeting online. So this is about the good open, closed questions that you can use, but also how they will help you in order to get to that stage where you can present your solution. So I think I'm going solo, one o'clock. See you there. I'll bring my donkey along as well. You'll bring your donkey? Oh, <laughs> now that makes sense. I just saw the ears. I thought it was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, Carol's with me on the no-nails at the moment. Yeah, give them some life. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Uh, I'll ask Crips and Clark, 4.15, if you want to join us together. All right. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.